Hello everyone, I'm Samantha Jane Smith. And I'm Jacob Keynes, and you are listening to the Classical Queer Podcast. Thank you for listening to this month's Classical Queer Podcast. This episode, Sammy has a chat with composer Matt Webster. You may remember that we already had a great chat with Matt, uh, but this time Matt talks about his new album. Although Sammy was chatting with Matt about the album uh, before it came out, it's now available for you all to purchase and listen to. It's truly a fantastic album, so I do hope you give it a listen. Next month, we're chatting with a few members of the internationally acclaimed Hub New Music Ensemble. Based in the US, the group is a quartet for flute, clarinet, cello, and violin. They play some of the most amazing music. Each one of them is an extremely accomplished performer in their own right, but together they play some incredibly complex music at an extraordinarily high level. Our chat with them will be the first podcast of a new year, 2024, and will kick off an exciting new round of podcasts. Now, please enjoy the music and thoughts of Matt Webster. Hi everyone, we welcome back to the show Matt Webster, who has just completed his work This Too Shall Pass which is due for general release shortly. Matt's new album addresses issues that are sensitive to some, so please be aware that the discussion contains references to mental health and suicide. So welcome back to the show, Matt. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. We talked a year or so ago on the podcast, so for those who missed the earlier podcast, perhaps you can summarise a little bit about what this too shall pass is about. Yeah, absolutely. So, um... This Too Shall Pass is basically an orchestral album uh, expressing my journey through um, my bipolar disorder uh, and then um, a suicide attempt, electroconvulsive therapy, and remission. I nearly said recovery, but I feel like that's not quite true with an ongoing mental disorder, but remission works. I like remission. So, um... The album was originally released back in 2019, um, which was after my very first course of electroconvulsive therapy, and it kind of kick-started me into, you know, I felt well again, and like I was able to do things. So that was, you know, obviously a very big, important factor. Um, but it was originally released using uh, orchestral um virtual instruments or VSTs, so it was all done on my computer rather than recorded with a live orchestra. Um, at the time, there was just no chance of that happening. And I think, you know, not a lot had happened in my composing career to kind of warrant that either. Um, so that's kind of the the explicit story. Um, tried to kill myself, was hospitalized, had electroconvulsive therapy. And then the remission. But um, it also, I like to view it in a broader sense in that it's just about any chronic illness or life just being terrible and kind of working your way through that and finding strength within yourself. Um, I think it's something really important to remind people of that we can work our way through things. And, you know, I've been through a lot of hard stuff in my life um so as a child for instance I was sexually abused by a neighbor my father was very physically violent to uh, both myself and my two sisters so that you know there's a lot of trauma and adding on 
to the mental illness there. And uh, the bipolar I've struggled with since I was in year seven. So I was 13 when I was first diagnosed with depression. Um, I didn't even remember it, but I recently learned that during year seven, for instance, mum would, one day a week, I'd go to a special little, a special school for troubled children. I'd blocked that out of my memory. So that's, that's something, but it's, you know, mental health and trauma and struggle I've had my whole life. And this album is really, really important to me because it is about not letting that define me. I'm acknowledging it and saying, yeah, it had a massive impact, but it is not defining me. I'm still able to produce really great works. So let's take a listen to a track. Um, let's start with First Light. And so then last year I decided to launch a Kickstarter because I decided it was time. Um, I'd been hospitalized twice more, had two more courses of electroconvulsive therapy and decided it was time to go for a full orchestra recording. So I launched Kickstarter, um, which is, I believe, why we had our first interview in the podcast, which was so wonderful. And um, yeah, that got all the money. Recorded the album, uh, reorchestrated, rewrote a lot of it, um, and now we're getting ready to launch the deluxe edition of This Too Shall Pass, which is the new recorded version. What were some of the challenges in getting it recorded? 
I don't actually think there were that many challenges in the recording portion of things. Um, we managed to record the whole album in a single, I think it was four hour slot. We rocked up, the musicians sight read brilliantly, we didn't have to stop, we didn't have to change things. And that is something that I'm really proud of. Um, so for those who don't know, I'm entirely self-taught as a composer. I've never had a single composing lesson. I've never had any music lessons. I've never gone to university or anything like that. Um, you know, I had this dream of going to the Sydney Conservatory of Music um, when I was younger, but my mental health kind of stopped me ever doing that. Like I never even finished high school just because of how things were. Um, so being entirely self-taught, there was a lot of stress going into the recording session of, is this going to be a disaster? Like, is it not going to work for the musicians? But no, the, the recording session went so smoothly. Um, I was beyond excited and thrilled with how the musicians did, you know, and watching them, especially in like the, the video recordings that I got done, seeing their faces as they played, it's like, wow, even just sight reading this, this is, this is, um, resonating with the musicians, which is really cool. Um, and knowing that my self-taught orchestration was good enough that, um, you know, we didn't have to stop. We didn't have to change things. I didn't need to desperately quickly rewrite something because it was just not possible. That was really nice. Um, I think the biggest challenge was just the rewriting and recomposing and reorchestrating side of things. I think the work has been absolutely great and, and we've heard First Light already and I think that's an absolutely superb track. But how has it generally been uh, been responded to? Um, so far, it's been amazing, to be honest. Um, I've had a lot of comments from people. So I've released a few singles leading up to the, the full album release and, you know, I've received hundreds of comments and messages and emails which is a little bit creepy but I guess that's you know it's the, it's the age we live in um but just people expressing how much my music has connected with them and how they feel like they have purpose again or how they've just sat there and cried for an hour listening to one of the pieces on repeat and it just helped them so much just kind of get through everything and that is brilliant is the most important thing as a composer i think to have people react interact and relate to your music um because to me that's that's what music is about it's this idea of forming a shared community and sharing your your experiences and passion and love of life or as you know, in some tracks for this album, dislike of life. Like there is a piece called This Is The End that is very clearly written about my suicide attempt. Um, but people relate to it and they love it and that has been beautiful. And then I've had a few um, reviewers and reporters listen to it. I've yet to have anyone say a truly negative thing. There are people that don't vibe with film-type music, that is fine, but they still enjoy the story and they, they feel the passion behind it and they acknowledge that, and I think that's really great. Um, I had a wonderful reviewer down in Melbourne 
who wrote this beautiful article that's coming out on launch day. Um, she shared it with me and just, again, seeing how the music has affected her on an emotional level. It's just the most touching thing. I, I don't even know if I have words for it, to be honest. Um, it just, it's great. Yeah, I found it connected, uh, particularly to myself. I I found that although I've not been anywhere near through the same thing as you have, it, it resonates very much with me as well. Um, so when does it now go on release? So the album is being released on November 30th, which is only a few days away, and it's both terrifying and exciting. Um, I'm definitely nervous. It's like... I think because it's been the main thing driving me for so long, there's definitely a, a little part of me that's worried about what's going to happen once it's released and I no longer have that drive because um, it's gotten me through a lot the last year, um, especially just with the ongoing bipolar and things like that. Being able to remind myself, hey, no, you can't, you can't kill yourself yet because you still need to finish the album and get it out. Um, so I guess... <laughs> I've gone completely off topic, but um, needing to find another project when it when it's released will be a really important thing. But the release itself, I'm so excited for because I just cannot wait for people to hear it all. I'm truly excited. And where can people get a copy? It's going to be available on all streaming platforms. Um, as well as the iTunes store and down the road, I'm hoping to get some CDs and vinyls available for purchase because that's become a thing again. People really like having hard copies of stuff and I think that's great. And also I would just love to have a vinyl of my album that just sounds really cool. I can just put it in my music studio. When my students come in, I'm just like, hey, look, it's something I did. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Uh, to anyone who really wants to hear some fantastic uh, cinematic classical music, I thoroughly recommend This Two Shall Pass by Matt Webster.
So that's all for this episode. You've been listening to the Classical Queer Podcast and Jake and I look forward to being with you next month. The incidental music is courtesy of Jared Miller and the show was produced by Samantha Jane. <laughs>